You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round four of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by Snow. That's not football. Uh, No, no. uh, Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon community of the MLS Fantasy Insider, because without your support, we wouldn't be doing all of this. Uh, So thank you so much for helping keep this project going. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Ryan Anderson, a.k.a. Lineup IQ on Twitter and the Discord, uh, formerly MLS Fantasy Stats. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, doing really well. Solid. Solid eight. A solid eight. Well, uh, how's your rebrand gone? I hope that's been a solid 10 for you. I think so, personally. Yeah. Lots of people have made comments on it. Hopefully people uh, don't forget who I am from the MLS Fantasy Stuff. Who's this? What's this lineup IQ thing I'm following? (laughs) Well, you're doing uh, well enough to build your cred, so. That's true. That's true. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and highlight that. So how did you guys do with your scores tonight? And those of you who have joined us in chat, let me know as well how, how you've done. Ryan. All right. Well, I have to pull the document up here because I put that on another screen for some reason. Um, so yeah, I, I did actually really well this week. Um, better than I expected. I'll be honest. Um, I got uh, 101 points, I think, after the corrections. I'll just check that to make sure. But uh, anyways, uh, week rank 29 up uh, three. 3.9 million in value and uh my total's up to 306 overall rank 12 nice very nice ashley yeah i had a pretty decent week um that came down to a lot of things that i think messed up everybody else and i'm okay with that um <clears throat> i had a, a lot of bench hits and i had to pull like early bench hits and i had to pull some scrubs and the only people I were able to pull were Atlanta players. And so I ended up without an Atlanta defender going into the Atlanta game. And so like in the 60th minute, I was losing all my head to heads once shutouts hit. And then once Charlotte scored that goal went regulated uh, and then come to the New York game, I decided not to go with Klamala. I, I just had a gut about Higuain. A lot of it had to do with his stats in the first two weeks, even without a goal. Um, obviously blanked that I put him on my bench at least, but I went with him instead of Klamala and going into that PK, I was like, well, I'm done because <laughs> everyone I was playing, uh, but I ended up winning. So like I said, a lot of the things that did not benefit most people did benefit me. So mm. got 94, I went on my head to heads, moved up in overall ranking. My team value is just a little over 112, which is great. Um, mm. especially because I had, Smith with the two, Mukhtar with the two, and then, like I said, Higuain on my bench. But um, I had Torres for Orlando, who hit well, and Jason on my bench. Um, and the two of them brought in a lot of a lot of points for me. So, overall, I, I can't complain too much. Blaine? Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for Reed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't hear Reed. How yeah. about now? 
There you go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Blaine, how about you? <laughs> uh, I got an 84 for the week, and I'd be a little disappointed, but I only had five guys that didn't score a one or a two, and I still managed an 84, so I will take it. Like, I, yeah. I missed all over the place. But I ended up putting Etienne Jr. and uh, Magno on my bench, which hit huge. I had Torres for Orlando and Captain Zella. And then I got super lucky that Omar Gonzalez did not play. I missed that lineup completely. And as a last-minute switch, I grabbed uh, the cheapest Minnesota defender I could find, which was Taylor, and snagged nine points there, which salvaged my whole week in the final game. Um was never rooting against Klamala more in my life than I had him on my team. It was one of those. The clean sheet was worth more. And so, yeah, 84, I uh, 3.2 value increase for the week. So overall, not a great week, but all things considered, uh, I got really fortunate and I hit on all the players I needed to, to really make it through. Yeah, I did have an awesome week either similar to, to Brad, Brad, to Blaine's. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get the volume level set and mics and everything. Mm. Uh, similar to Blaine's week, I had 82 with the similar situation. I had Zella as my captain, so that was decent. My, my bench was decent, not amazing. Uh, but then I, I didn't have Smith, but I had Ruan. And so I got two from that. So I uh, didn't had a few guys kind of a bust with Morales and Kamala as well. I uh, ended up with 82, which was gave me a mixed result with my my head to heads and my other leagues because there were there were I got blown out in in the Champions League this week but I've been close so so far the last two games I got blown out this week but some of the games I won by a point one of my head to heads I lost by a point and so it was just kind of all over the place this was definitely a rough round for a lot of people seeing some great scores in in chat uh, oh and uh, I I did have really good result for my value because I went from 107.1 to 110.7. So I increased 3.6 million. I, I actually did focus a lot on, on value this week because I, I did think this week was kind of wonky. And so that was my primary focus was trying to get some of these guys, like some of the guys I put on my bench were, were just to try to get some, some value yeah. gain. Like I put uh, a Mudson on my bench, which I was hoping mm. to get a good result with a clean sheet. Didn't work out, but I was like, whatever, I'm, I'm still going to get some good value with yeah. that right there. Um, I was hoping the same thing with Keller. I just left him, even though I saw him starting, I thought about swapping. I was like, maybe I'll still get some value off of him. Um, but I was hoping he'd sub in or something and I didn't get anything. So, but that's fine. That's fine. It brought some more points off my bench. It was also an easy way to leave him in there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Keeper Ruse were a bust. And I mentioned right now, I've seen a lot of talk about Keeper Ruse and Auto Ruse on, on Twitter and in chat. And Ryan shared this today with his new Twitter handle, Lineup IQ. And in 2021, I made a video about the switcheroo and the various flavors of it. If you would like, it's still applies. Uh, I think I used round one as the example last year. Um, but if you're not sure what we're talking about with this switcheroo, autoroo, keeperoo, nonsense, jazz, uh, warning, fantasy lingo, uh, just head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. You can look it up if you want to go to YouTube. It's pinned near the top or just find one of mine or Ryan's most recent tweets. And uh, we shared the article directly. So uh, you can learn that. I guess it's sort of fantasy 201 with yeah. uh, if you're looking at how to be a player, but it does help you take some advantages of 
a unique element of the MLS game with our rolling lockouts and, and the switch system allows us to do this. So it's it's uh, something that not many people may be familiar with if you're used to other games, but it's your first year playing with us. Uh, but let's move on to not just our scores, but just some general key fantasy takeaways that we have from this round. And I think I'll just start out. We can all clearly say that we understand or have been reminded about the impacts that CCL games have on these teams. We saw it in full force with a little bit of here and there with sort of like Montreal and New York and then New England just blew it all up and it was crazy ridiculous. So we saw the impact of CCL. This is real. Keep it in mind again for this coming week and maybe on a more related note for the actual fantasy stuff that we didn't already talk about last week. Everyone apparently needs to also be a meteorologist when you're (laughs) looking at your, your games and the impact of weather is also real. So, so keep an eye on that. Uh, and, and finally, uh, some of these low value options that we've been using in the past, keep an eye on them. People like Wolf, people like Keller. There's some that are still good, but others are starting to be phased out as the primary players are coming back in or are not going to be as consistent of starters. So keep an eye on these value options week to week and keep an eye on those lineups. Blaine, what about you? What else are we uh, need to take away? Yeah, um, big one for me is know your number two players. Uh, we always know the highlight players. Carlos Heels, your big win, but it was Buxu who had the good week this week. Um, we look at Zellerion, who is tearing it up, but Etienne Jr. is a cheap option. If you look at Orlando, we've got Ferreira, who's their 10, who's supposed to be doing it, but Torres has been putting up the points. You're finding some really cheap options in these number two playmakers that may not give you the same scores week in and week out, but they're much safer on the value game. You can fit them into a, any lineup a lot easier, and you're still getting quality points for the money you're spending, but you're not so boom or bust with the big guys that aren't hitting sometime, and you don't have all of your early season budget tied up in just a handful of players that may or may not hit. I know a lot of us were talking about Kamala and Maxi Morales not hitting, but if you went with any of the other New York City options over Maxi, you probably got more points just because of the way they're playing and you're going to get value. You're not going to see a value drop. You're not going to see a lot of the negatives. So start finding out who those number two guys are, uh, especially as you can't afford to get all of the number ones in your team. And honestly, if you're still playing the value game, banking on these number two guys that are putting up good scores is going to help your value long-term a lot more than taking uh Driussi who just picked up a one still got a full value increase, but that one's going to be in his average he's going to see his value taper off or his gains are going to stop if he doesn't have a, another awesome game soon. So know your number twos and grab them when you need to fill in your, your whole lineup. Great. Ashley. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll echo the CCL aspect. I think that's going to come to play even more this week because three of the four teams are traveling to a, another country and then playing on the weekend. Um I think one thing that, that this week showed me especially is not to bank on defenders just for shutouts. We talk about this a lot anyways, um, but those defenders who get bonus points are so much more crucial in, in some situations. Um, when you have an Atlanta and they don't pull out that shutout, like everyone was banking on. I saw so many double Atlanta defenders or, or who's on in a defender and, and that when that shutout fell through, Guys like Lennon, who are getting more bonus points, you know, that can really save a team. Um, and Columbus, Columbus didn't get a shutout, but Morera, you know, points. Situation that was a real flip-flop. 
this past week was um I, I can't quite remember the name the, the cheap Philly defender that's playing instead on the wing he got the nine in, instead of Wagner who was you know twice as much as him um but generally I think when you're looking at defenders just looking at a team that you think is going to get the shutout I think should be the first step um to to a couple different steps if that if that makes sense because um even the most statistically chanced shutout teams can get you know blown up so making sure you grab a defender that's not just cheap and i'm not saying you have to spend eight mil on all your defenders but um looking at those those bonus points or chances created or, or where they're playing on the field i think is super important right now ryan yeah that's that's good stuff there um uh my my big takeaway is expensive forwards aren't worth it yet um <laughs> yet i like you look that. at yet yeah <laughs> yet maybe uh, um at the moment i'm what i'm seeing from some of the more consistent forwards that we had in the past uh is the, they're just not scoring enough goals at this point or bps so we've got vela iguain joseph Chicharito, Clamala, Castellanos, Boo, Estrada, they're all still goal dependent. And if you're, if you're just going goal dependent, you may as well just go cheap with a forward that maybe has a good matchup like Rubio or Edwards or Vasquez or Magno or um, Magno, Magno. Yeah. Uh, Wood, Schmidt, you know, some of those that are under 7 million or under 8 million that you're not going to get a price drop if they don't score a goal um as much you, you still make it a small one but it's not as bad and um just stash them on the bench <laughs> use use your bench spots for those forwards because they have not been they've been not been hitting well um oh and then on the, the defender shutouts i i i almost never see clean chances clean sheet chances above 50 percent so it it's average about 25 to 25 29 percent and it's almost always then two or three times more likely than not that a clean sheet will be broken. So if you're looking at defenders and you're only looking at clean sheet chances, you got about as much of a chance of scoring a clean sheet as you do a, a, a good forward scoring a goal. So it's like, eh, it's kind of a toss, toss kind of a toss up. Exactly. Now that's what we always talk about bonus points and set piece takers. Uh, yep. as what you're looking for with defenders and uh, i like i like using those forward spots as scrubs that's that's a really good way to do that there's a lot of 4.0 a lot of 4.0 forwards out there to scrub out <laughs> uh, and i guess to make chat feel better i will also say big takeaway fc cincinnati won huzzah yeah. huzzah uh, so that's that's good stuff all right well thank you everybody for that there's also some good conversation in chat if anyone wants to head over to the youtube stream and the recording and just check it out see what else people are talking about in chat it was good stuff but now let's uh, get ready for our housekeeping for round four All right, let's talk housekeeping for round four. Uh, starting out, just a quick review of who's leading uh, the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League. Have to mention it. It's Ryan Anderson of Lineup IQ. Uh, by points, it's by point total right now. Uh, there are four teams who are tied uh, with a score of 3-0 and a record of 3-0 and 0. But Ryan is on top of them all, uh, so he might... Uh, let's see how long he holds it. He's had it all year. Yeah, so let's see how long it lasts. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> head to head. You never know what could happen. Yeah, uh, exactly. Heading, 
heading over to our pro rel league which has been fantastic thank you so much for everyone with the interest and for playing it's 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 crazy so far uh ben lyon of fc bird turgler is still winning the champions league uh also just by points there are now only three teams left with a record of three zero and zero. ashley yeah i still have unchanged uh almeida's vibes fc Still on top, not by points, by wins and points. Ooh, look at that. A clear winner. Blaine. Yeah, FC Red Bull Green Mountain is still on top of this league. Um, our number of undefeated teams or perfect teams has dropped from 10 to 7 this week. I have somehow managed to stay perfect in this <laughs> week, but I am number 7 of those 7 teams, and there are quite a few guys with one loss that have a lot higher point total than I do, so as soon as I lose, I will be dropping a lot in the standings, but uh, Red Bull Green Mountain still holding strong up there, leading wire to wire so far. And I will own up. I'm in the relegation zone for the Champions League, uh, as I mentioned at the top. Soundly beaten this week. I think it was 82 to like 105 or 102. So soundly beaten. But the, the first two games, it was like, I think it was one point last week and just a handful of points the week before. So super, super tough. But it's this is a lot of fun. So I hope everyone's enjoying it. Let's get moved on to the actual fantasy. Uh, the games start this week on Saturday, March 19th at 1 o'clock p.m. with two games, uh, my FC Cincinnati versus Miami and New York City FC versus Philadelphia. Both of those games will kick off at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to have updated your clocks and uh, keep an eye on those players. If they're going to be on your team, I imagine several people will be targeting some of these players. Uh, I also want to mention, as Ashley pointed out a little bit earlier, CCL is going on. It's tomorrow if you're listening tonight or today if you're listening to us tomorrow on the on the SoundCloud or any other stream. Uh, New York City plays on 315 and Montreal and New England play on 316 and Seattle plays on 317. So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday right there. Keep an eye on those teams. Um, potential impact on the rotations. We saw it already and as Ashley said this time people are traveling so they are they are going away from their home stadium for that easy rest so keep an eye on all that as far as it goes uh for double games none everyone's playing this week no teams on a bye uh, but check out some of those teams who are playing later in the round if you're looking for good scrubs uh Vancouver, Seattle, some of those people I think are going to be able to have the, the people you want, the 4.0 guys who you're going to want to scrub on your bench and not have to worry about them coming in and playing. But enough about that, let's get on to the suspension and injury report brought to us, uh, worked up by Ranchinator, Tyler, and brought to us by Blaine. Blaine. Yeah, start with the good news, like always. Um, <clears throat> Bella and Victor Vasquez were two guys out in L.A., each team. Um, that we thought had some pretty serious injuries with the way things were going, but they both played. So who knows really if there's a problem with them or if they're just playing through it, but always good to see those two guys back. Um, we've got Sissoko who played, who was on an injury list, but he is back apparently. And then Alex Roldan apparently has a bone chip, but he played through it. Um, and other crazy good, kind of good news, um, be watching lineups a lot closer this week. Uh, Velasco made his first appearance and got a goal. Um, blanking with who he's with. Um, but then Tiago Almada got his first start or makes his first appearance for Atlanta. We got La Quinhas, uh for New York Red Bulls, their new midfielder, 
Um, Portland's getting some major reinforcements with Suparic and Mabiala on the bench. Um, that means they're getting closer to full fitness and the Portland defense will get better with them back there. Uh, Reed, we threw the, he threw this one on there for you. Will Bruin is back. Yes. Um, Dancing bear. Only red card I saw was Breck Shea. That's what we have on there. Um, Marshall Ruddy for, uh, came off injured for Toronto, but he was cleared to train this morning. So not sure the extent of that. Uh, wouldn't expect him to be out long-term. Uh, Uwa for uh, Philly was not in the lineup, uh, reported quad injury. Um, Yamar has got an ankle sprain. Vite took a concussion for Vancouver, so that's just one more of theirs that's gone. Uh, Shallowy was a late scratch with an injury, and to add to sportings, uh, Felipe Hernandez came out with the shoulder, and Johnny Russell was grabbing his calf coming off, so... Who knows what's up with sporting right now, but that's three attacking guys on top of Kinda, who we got an update is not progressing well. So he is going to be out longer. So Kansas City really doesn't have any playmakers at the moment. So make of that what you will. And then it was just popped up to me that Columbus is is putting Giassi's artists on the trade block. So he could be moving, getting into his team. Um, yeah, that I guess can we, that take, can we take a quick break though. Blaine, are you okay? I'm okay. I want to make okay. City. we need a player. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Gosh, if he goes there, I can't. I don't know if I can keep doing this with you. Oh, yeah, be awesome. that would be that would be insane. Sorry, um, sorry, keep going. But Good. no, uh, so that tells me Barry is firmly locked in as the starter if they're considering trading him, and he is one to keep an eye on to see where he goes. But I would assume Barry is starting for the foreseeable future, and they're they're putting their faith in the younger younger guy and seeing what he can do. So that should answer that question outright. Who's the starting striker there? And Barry just took a minus uh, minus half, so that's a huge value drop. And that's all we've got for this one, Reed. All right. Well, thank you so much, Blaine, for that. Uh, for those of you who are interested in uh, learning more about this list, uh, this is called the Mega Reference that we curate over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. It's over in the Fantasy Tools section. If you are interested in keeping up to date with injuries, call-ups, anything like that, in with a much better way than checking out what's on MLSsoccer.com, uh, then head over there to the Discord for MLS Fantasy Boss. Check it out. It's, it's free. It's pinned at the top. It's a great reference, and you can get there easily by going to MLSFantasyBoss.com. At the top bar, there's a Discord, and it's free, easy to join. Just click the link, and you'll be right there. Or I'll tweet it out all the time, so you guys will see it. We talk about it all the time, so check that out. But now I know what you guys have been looking forward to and what you have come here for primarily, and that is for our player targets for round four. Hey, everyone. It's Reed. Are you enjoying the content provided by the MLS Fantasy Insider team? then why not consider becoming a supporting patron? Now, I don't want to get too public radio on you, but everything we do does have a cost. And while Blaine, Ashley, I, and all of our content contributors consider this a labor of love, people like SoundCloud, Adobe, and our swag vendors keep insisting on getting paid. That's where you come in. As a member of our Patreon community, you will help support the efforts we all make to help ensure this is a fantastic fantasy community. And in return, I do my best to add a little extra thank you for that support in the form of swag. So if you're interested in helping our fantasy community grow, 
head on over to patreon.com slash MLSFI right now to start your support this month. Thanks. All right, now we're going to talk player targets for round four. But quick, before we get started, because I know this is the section a lot of people are going to tune into and just maybe jump straight to. If you are one of our Patreon supporters, please head over to the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon. We have a vote going on right now for your favorite logo that we're going to use, alternate logo that we're going to use as the magnet. Uh, I know maybe about a third to maybe half by now of the eligible supporters, those in the, the tier three and higher, who are eligible to vote have voted. So go over there and vote. I'm going to end it at the end of this week and whichever one is leading, that's the one that we're going to have made the magnet. So head over there to uh, the Patreon and vote, vote now. All right, let's start talking about player targets. So we're going to start out with keepers and defenders. So far, uh, the majority of us seem to be interested in betting against Miami and are looking at FC Cincinnati's con as part of a keeperoo setup. Not all of us, most of us. I don't know about that, but uh, I understand the, the logic there. And defense-wise, uh, we all like fall, especially for at least his price rise. Uh, but after that, we're all just kind of scattered across the league. So Blaine, who else are you looking at? Yeah, this was an interesting week for me uh, to pick these guys. I was, I never, it never crossed my mind to take Khan uh, as my starting or my bench keeper for a keeperoo. I went straight to Miami's Marsman for that. I, I don't know. I just if I'm going to take one, I think or Diop's been starting, or maybe it's Diop. Then whatever. okay, <laughs> whatever. I, I that's how much I paid attention to Miami. So. Sure. But Miami's defense is not great. But I will take Miami's defense against FC Cincinnati before I would take FC Cincinnati's defense against Miami, even though it's on the road. I don't know. You're you're taking the front end of a keeperoo here. You're, you're picking the first game because we've got two offenses that don't score. It's a gamble. Like, both of these are a gamble. And then I've got uh, Dane St. Clair on the back end right now. Assuming he gets to start again, he looked really good. I think he's better than Miller once he gets there. And so I'll go with it. Um, but clean sheet shouts. I also have um, Chicago, Minnesota, and LAFC is kind of my leaders on the clean sheets. And I know Ryan's going to contradict everything I say once he runs his numbers but those, those are the three that stood out for me um chicago's on there for me because sporting doesn't have any playmakers and they're struggling to find goals I, it's just it it's the way it is uh bornstein's who i've got in there now because he's a little bit cheaper and it's an easy way to get in but i think any of those guys are pretty good they're all putting pretty good averages up take what you want um if you can double up or afford some of the more expensive ones go for it um I actually like the way I see, I see this game going. And so I'm taking Calvo for San Jose. Um, I think Minnesota is just going to hammer on them and he's going to pick up the bonus points and he's been doing great this season. Plus he's always a set piece threat, which is something you kind of want. If you can get a bonus point guy, that's a set piece threat. Uh, you go with it and his price, he's only, he's still 6.5, which we're having trouble getting those. And then like Reed, I, LAFC's there. I think falls the guy you want to go with there. I know he's kind of the hot pick by just a safe option there. And we've seen some rotation at the other positions on LAFC's back line. I think both wingbacks of positions have had two different starters this season already. Ashley. Yeah, I, uh, I actually feel the complete opposite of Blaine when it comes to that FC Cincinnati Miami game. I, I understand the logic behind throw the first games keeper in on your bench, see how, how it goes. 
Um, I do it a lot. I think we've all done it a couple of times with the New England keeper this year. Um, but I consider this entire game a dumpster fire. I think to, you know, pick either one is is a gamble. I'm not a hundred percent willing to do. However, when I look at the players on the back line of Cincinnati, the most recent performance of the back line of FC Cincinnati and the actual formation that they're running with that five back, I just like it better. I mean, it's, it is kind of like, and I always hate saying these things when Reed's looking right at me, but it is in the, all the colors in the wall behind you. It makes me feel bad, but um, the, the blue and I, orange. Yeah, yeah. I just think that if anyone's going to keep the shutout, it's a home team. And I, I think Ryan also kind of, you know, stats back that, but neither one of these teams are exceptionally defensively sound, but both <laughs> their keepers are super cheap. So um, if you want to move money around cons 4.5, um, he had great stats the most previous week and now, well, great by their standards. And now they're moving in to a home game. So if you want to get in on that, I think that he is a great budget keeper, mostly just because a 4.5 starting budget keeper who has a chance at a shutout doesn't exist super often. Um, so if you're one of those people in a situation where you need the price charge, I think that that's kind of the better, the better way to go. And then additionally, I, I do agree with Wynn that I think State Cloud is a good budget option. I think Minnesota is decent. I think San Jose is one of those teams, especially Reed says this, I don't like to bet on or against. Um, so if I end up picking a Minnesota defender, I don't think I'll go, I'll go St. Cloud, but I just hate spending 8 million on a keeper week four. I think that Crepo is probably the best keeper option this week. I just don't know if I want to spend money on him and he's a late game. So he would be a good starting keeper for that keeper spot. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Zach McMath as my starting keeper. Um, not just for budgetary reasons. I think that he is one of the most likely to get a shutout of the price I want to spend. Um, but I, th- I think there's a couple different options you can do this week for, for keepers and for, and for starting keepers that, that could pay off either way. Defenders, should I say that? Sorry. Very off my game today. Uh, I like LASC defense. I think Ryan will probably elaborate on that more. I yeah. still like Brooks Lennon. I think uh, he looked so good on that wing. If you watched the game, he was so influential offensively. He played longer than I thought he would. Um, So I think going into a home game like they are again um, and playing against Montreal, going off the CCL, who Montreal's really struggling to score um, and they're not holding up incredibly well defensively. I like Brooks Lennon, especially for his price. I think he should be due for a price rise if he puts together a good score again. Um, And then I know you guys are going to make fun of me and that's totally fine, but if Seattle scores at Austin, I will eat Blaine's hat. I just don't think, because I don't have a hat today. I'd have to. I just don't think they're going to. And I no one wants them to more than me, but they're going to Mexico on a third Wednesday. Then they're going to Austin on a Saturday after only scoring for the first time this past weekend. I don't feel great about it. And I honestly, Nico Ladero or Rui Diaz being healthy wouldn't impact how I feel about that. Austin just got their first loss. It was a tough loss. They let in one goal. They played well defensively. They're going to be pissed off. And now Seattle, who everybody's been hyping up preseason, is going to come to town, and they're going to love to shut them down. I just think that how those defenders have lined up and how every week 
there's been a cheap defensive option there, which is great. I just think Austin, while the stats might not back it as maybe a safer bet, I think that that could be a really good shutout opportunity. Um, and honestly, a bonus point opportunity for some of those defenders going against Seattle. We have to do what chat says right now. So we have to add that to the list of Ashley eating the hat. Yep. If, if no score, that goes along the list of Blaine's that uh, Ryan Hollingshead is the best left back over the last four <laughs> years. And what was the one, the one from the other week, Just, Blaine? Hey. Hey, the one. The he one... said he'd never pick someone up ever again. The rest of the year. Who was it? It was Vela. Vela. Yes, thank you. Okay. I love team. that you owned it. <laughs> yeah. I'll never pick Vela up the rest of the year. Yeah. Great. Ryan. Okay. I make no such promises of anything. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm not eating anything. I'm not promising to not That's pick fair. a player. <laughs> There's just too much chance of something going wrong. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, you hit a few highlights there, Ashley, with um, and Blaine, you know, with, with some of the ones uh, that I have for clean sheets. Um, very uh, early plug, you can get, uh, if you join the my, my Patreon, uh, the th- third tier or higher, the supporters group, um, you can actually get early access to those. I kind of uh, uh, use you guys as my test group just to make sure that I have everything right, but you guys get early access as a result. Um, so right now what I have is uh, the highest clean seat chances are uh, LAFC at a whopping 47%. And that's backed up both by my clean sheet chances and DraftKings um, implied clean sheet chances. It's they're both high forties. So, um, but that's still less than 50% as we talked about. Um, NYC is up there 39%. Uh, Red Bulls are also that way, but I differ quite a bit from DraftKings in, in my calculations there. Galaxy actually are pretty high, 35%, RSL, 34%, Minnesota, 34%. And then I got a gaggle of a bunch of the rest of the home teams, uh, Cincinnati, Atlanta, uh, Houston, FC Dallas, Austin, all between 29 and 31%. So it's just like, once you get past the first three or so home teams, then it's just like, pick the guys that you think are going to get bonus points because they're all kind of the, kind of the same way. Um, uh, New England and Colorado for away teams are also up there at 30%, just as a heads up. Uh, but I like, I, I'm going to try to go for the bonus points, guys. Um, I've got, um, well, keepers, first of all, because it's early, it's cheap, and it's not that much lower than anybody else. It's can in goal for Cincinnati, may as well. Um, and right now I've slotted in Cripo for, uh, um, for my backup goalkeeper it feels weird to say Kripo is a backup goalkeeper because he's fantastic but um defenders I've got uh I was thinking about some New York City defenders uh maybe Cheneau or Callen or yeah Callens or um Amundsen I thought about doing some Red Bull uh with Tolkien maybe um LAFC I got Mbake uh aka Fall Mamadou Fall um, and then I threw a couple other ones in that were had a little bit of the lower clean sheet chances, but still decently high. And that's Cameron from, uh, Cincinnati and Kalmanich from Austin. So I, I do have Austin in my, uh, <laughs> defensive, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how many drafts I've done. It's kind of all been one major, one giant rough draft, but I've, I've got a few, I got a variety and that's kind of my strategy is I like to go with four or five different teams in my, um, in my, in my lineup. So. Well, another good thing about Kamalich is that he's also on set pieces. So that's, yes, that's, about that's exactly before. why yeah. I have him. Yeah, I have Cameron, him. not so much, but no. <laughs> come on. There we go. He's getting like two bonus points a game though. So I'm like, well, that's a good floor. He was as good with that at the beginning of last year too. Trailed off some at the end. Uh, maybe you guys have convinced me. Might as well go with Khan. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to midfielders now. Uh, a little bit more consensus here, but still some few names I'm looking forward to discussing. Uh, we all like Zellerion, even away. We also all like Derusi. And then we all like Minnesota. Uh, the name that's come up between us is Fragapane, but I'll let Ryan explain a little bit on Minnesota with that being his team. But, but those are the three names that we all kind of have gravitated to immediately after that. Ashley. Yeah, I like Ilya or Sifu for LAFC. Um, I can't quite figure out this LA Galaxy midfield just yet. I, I think I like Efren Alvarez. I'm, I'm not willing to invest in them in fantasy this week, even though I think they could do well productively at home against Orlando. Um, so I'm going to the other side of town and I'm, I'm looking at some LAFC middies. Um, Ilya has just been a, a more consistent point producer than I ever saw him be at Sporting Kansas City. Um, I don't know that with the arsenal that Sporting Kansas City, well, by his standards, I mean, Ilya in the past, and Blake, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't think you picked him up super often. I know he wasn't your favorite. Um, it was like a three or four point player, right? He's been more really? consistent. I, I, with well, I had him in draft or I was, like he was a target for me in draft last yeah. year and I was just like this guy's scoring like five or six points just every single game he'll never get you yeah. an assist or a goal but he'll get you yeah. like no. five or six points he, yeah. now to be fair he's been a six four six right so okay. nothing crazy yeah. I just like him for the consistency yeah. Sifu got a handful of assists in the beginning mostly the first game but if you watch the game they were more of like that casual pass that led up to a nicer pass. If that right, if that makes sense with the second assist, but I still like him because he contributes more offensively. Ilya is, is playing more as like a CDM type of a thing with Acosta. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this conversation sometime, right? About the ticky tack point productions of CDMs versus the, on the scoring sheet production of some of the more offensive tens wingers, etc. So I don't think you can go wrong either way. I, I think you have a, a, a better opportunity to get on the score sheet with Sifu, but I think um, there's a little, he's a tiny bit more expensive than Ilya, and I think you have a better floor with him. It's not a great floor. It's it's a five-point floor, basically, if we average it out. Um, but I, I do like someone from the LAFC midfield this week. I had been big on Acosta, Acosta at the start of the season, and I've slowly kind of faded from that. Um when it comes to Minnesota, and again, Ryan is is the expert. I'm I have this gut to to go Reynoso. He hasn't looked like the Ray of old um, that we're used to, but I feel like we said the same thing at the start of last season, and then he kind of got it together. And he's also in a lot of positions, like like we were talking about free kicks, corners um, that statistically should lead to him producing more points. Um, I, I get the frag call. He's never been my favorite Minnesota midfielder to pick up. Um, I always go back and forth between Reynoso and, and Laud. Um, so, you know, I, I also think there's some cheap option in Hassani Dotson because he's playing as a defender. Um, and we see this with Pedro Santos as well, right? Where 
Um, Pedro Santos is playing as a left back for Columbus and he picks up these miscellaneous bonus points that you wouldn't see him pick up if he was playing in his natural position. I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing there. Maybe Ryan can shed some light on that, but for a budget option, he's producing points um, in, in that role. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like the Minnesota uh, midfield this, this week, right? What, what else do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard to to tout your home team isn't it kind (laughs) of a little bit uh similar to how blaine said that skc is starting to feel like the houston forwards of old um (laughs) where you just don't know where the points are going to come from but that they usually will produce something i'm feeling that way about minnesota midfielders (laughs) because lud leaves the team in like key passes um but reynoso's Reynoso and um, let's say Dotson, for instance, have the most passes. Like they're going to get have a chance for those passing bonus points um, a bit more. Uh, Fragapane, um, he has looked more. I don't know, maybe not quite as good as he did last year, um, but um, has he? Wait, has Fragapane made any shots, or has he? He had a I'm great here. he had a great round one when uh against Philadelphia he had an assist in that one. Oh yeah, okay. So he has been shooting. Okay, sorry. I was it's here's the thing. Reynoso and Fragapane have, have actually not been shooting all that much. That they they the number of shots per game for Reynoso, Fragapane, and Lud is 1.3 for each of them. Like so who's gonna get the goal? It seems like it's going to be Amaria now. Like now that we have a forward striker who's actually good, um, uh, he's the one that's going to start getting those goals and getting the shots. So I, I, I'm actually a little bit lower on Minnesota midfielders this time, but at the prices that they're at and the defense that they're playing, you, you may as well. <laughs> like that's kind of my that's my view on 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 what what to go with Minnesota stuff. So. I've got Reynoso uh, right now slotted in and Fragapane. Um, I've got Delrayon as well. Um, and then kind of the rest from there, I just like, I'd like to pick some good offensive based midfielders. So we got Cifuentes. Uh, um, I, Morgan and Amaya have joined my team at various times in the past 24 hours. Uh, Driussi and Gil and uh, also Lucho Acosta, Acosta. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm going. I, I I haven't quite settled on the midfield yet, but I'm going to have some good expensive options um, in good good uh, bonus point producing ones that also have some offensive potential. That's what I'm looking for. All right, Blaine. Yeah, I've been all over the place with this. My first draft has kind of gotten blown up a little bit. Um, I do kind of like Mukhtar on the road, but at the same time, I don't like the cost of it. Yeah. Um, and it's just because I don't know what our, what to expect from RSL at times. Um, but I think I don't think he's going to stay. I put Yimmy in there. But again, he's on the road at Dallas. I think he's got a chance to do it. But again, I'm tying up 10.5 for a road player. And I just don't know if I can do it. Um, Ariola against Portland, I actually like a lot more at 9.2. I think he's priced right. I think he's a guy that can take advantage of that. I've I've been a hardliner on this for two seasons now. I'm going to stick with it. It's Fragapane if you take a Minnesota guy. 
you're you're expecting a little bit more wing play. You're expecting a little bit more there. If you're willing to go for it, he's usually the guy that has the higher score when we talk about going for a Minnesota player. Reynoso is not that guy that he was when he first came to MLS. Yeah. We thought, oh, this guy's MVP caliber if he can keep this up the next season. He didn't. Um, after that, he's not an every game type of guy. So it, it's Fragapane if you're looking at one of them. But then I threw out a bunch of other names here because I'm just – I'm thinking cheap. I'm thinking who's got some potential. I think you could go back to Facundo Torres. I know they're not the biggest goal-scoring team, but I think you could go with him. Um, I'm going to throw it out there, betting against my team. Uh, it's Jimenez for or for Chicago. If you want to get into Chicago's midfield, if you want to see if they can boss a game with Kansas City missing playmakers, I don't know who's going to be back. I don't know what's up, but they haven't looked great so far. They're terrible on the road right now. Jimenez has a slightly better average than Shakiri. He's got a lower value right now and he's in the green on the value game. Uh, Shakiri's dropping fast. So I think you just hedge your bets with that. When you go with him and as you get the constant points and on the same token, I kind of like Osorio for Toronto this week. And I've been off the Toronto train, but I don't know what to make of DC's defense. They're kind of hit and miss, uh, but Osorio's priced right where you can, you can jump in with that one. I'm looking at all the second guys, the cheaper guys, and I may go with Zella as my only premium just because, I think he's you just you ride the hot foot while he's there, but then I may go with a bunch of sub nine million guys and just see what happens and spread my money out across a bunch of players instead of trying to go a couple of big names, a couple of cheap guys. I just think I may go middle of the road straight across the board and hope for the best, but I think it's gonna work out because we've got a ton of these guys that are hitting consistently. So I think that's my strategy this week, and those are some of the names I'm targeting right now and just I think that's the way I want to play it because I just don't trust any of them. And the names I do want to trust are all on the road against uh, kind of hit or miss teams that I don't know. Charlotte's looked good. I mean, we, we're not even talking about heel really, but they've got the midweek game again. Uh, Mukhtar's going to RSL. RSL can bunker with the best of them. It's just, where do you go? Where do you turn for your points? And I just don't see it. So I'm going to just spread it out. Oh, makes sense. Well, let's move on now to forwards. Uh, again, I, I like the variety of options here. Hope that's helpful for people when you're thinking through your own process. But the majority of us like Vasquez. I like it. I like it. Uh, Amaria and Quintero as uh, as popular. Uh, but then, like I said, get some diversity, uh, especially if you want to have two or three forwards. I think some of us have already weighed in about how deep we like to go with the forward position. But Ryan, who do you like? I'm going to practice what I preached 30 minutes ago. And uh, my most expensive option that I have in a draft uh, is Brian Rodriguez from LAFC. Um, I did not look at the stats myself, but uh, he's got a lot of touches in the box. And I'm, I, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Vancouver has been giving up a lot of touches in the box. And um, it's a from what I understand, it's a relatively uh, good indicator of likelihood of him being able to shoot and score. Um, Rodriguez has actually been, I think, doing more of the shooting than Vela has been doing. I mean, obviously not the first game, but um, so I'm, I'm interested in B-Rod. Uh, and then I've got the three that we talked about. We've got um, 
Vasquez, Amarilla, and Quintero. And um, just going to throw those guys in there. If they start, fantastic. They're cheap. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to hope for goals and throw them on the bench, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and just to help back that up, according to the official MLS stats, Vancouver has, I don't know about in the box, but Vancouver has given up the most shots. They've allowed the most shots against yeah. them so far. 57 shots allowed against those most of those coming in the first half of the game. Uh, after them, Portland with 55, Minnesota with 50, then rounding out the top five, San Jose with 49, and New England with 48 as far as giving up shots. Uh, total shots, Columbus up top with 54, followed by Red mm. Bulls, then LA Galaxy, then LAFC with 46, uh, and then top five. Number five is RSL, most shots taken. Hmm. But we're talking the forwards. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, so to differentiate from, from those three a little, I actually like LA Galaxy this week. I think Chicharito, I do agree with what Ryan said at the top of the show where these big money strikers are putting up big points to match their price tag. Um, but he's he's gotten a couple goals under him. I, I like Chicharito this week at home, but I also think a really interesting alternative, I don't know that I'd call him a budget because he's 7.3, okay. Um, is Raheem Edwards, who's listed as a striker and he's playing as a defender and he has an assist across each game so far this season, putting in a six, a seven and a seven. Um, I just like how he's playing positionally. Um, he, he's a threat on the wing, which I think Orlando is susceptible to. Um, and he's a decent price. I, I will say Amaria and Vasquez, I think are, are probably better budgets, but I like um I like Edwards maybe as a, as a differential for this week. Um, and then I, I said it earlier and I'll just repeat myself just for the heck of it. I like Atlanta at home against Montreal. I know they struggled to score this weekend against what we all should probably, or probably consider a weaker Charlotte team. Um, but I, with the CCL curse that's been happening to, to so many teams um, and kind of rebounding from, from was almost a loss. Right. Um, I think I think that Yosef might be a, a good pick for this week. I don't love what he'll be doing price flux wise. Um, it's kind of like Higuain. Usually, if Higuain goes to FC Cincinnati, I would want to pick him up. But because of how he's decreasing in price, I don't really want to touch that right now. Um, he'll probably get a brace now because I've said that, and I won't pick him up. But um, I'm a little more confident with with Yosef this week. He does tend to be one of those goal or bust strikers, but I just like that matchup enough. I have, I have kind of just an, an inkling towards it. So um, I think I'll be, I'll be having him in my team. I will say not to be contradictory because I, because I do think it's interesting with, with how just terrible inner Miami is. I think we tend to get rose colored glasses when a player has one good week. Vasquez had a two and a three before he scored this past weekend. And I just don't know if he should be in everyone's team. I think the matchup is his most favorable matchup for sure. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll do this or, or discord or everybody, right. A, a player has a great week and then we pick him up um, and he doesn't produce. I don't know if I think that Brennan Vasquez is a consistent goal scorer. He definitely hasn't been in the past. Um, so he's a, he's a cheap option for sure. But for me, he's a bench play. Um, he would not be someone that I would, that I would want to start as a, as a striker this week, but the lineup is favorable. So, so I do get it. Lane. 
Yeah, I get the Vasquez argument. First game, you get the you get the price point um, and everything. I think if I was going to take an attacker from this one, talking about what I did, it'd be Acosta because just I think you take advantage of the bonus points where you can get them. And I just I don't know if Vasquez has got the bonus point potential for me. He's not in my initial lineup, although I may change that just because it is first game forward. And if you hit, you can dump another four, get money for something else. Like I get that. Um, I'm only starting one forward this week, and that's Amaria. I don't know. I just like that San Jose matchup. I think that's a good one to take. Um, I'm probably going to stick with Magno for um, New York City. Uh, Philly's defense isn't quite what it was, and I just like the way he's playing right now. Guaranteed to get a price rise, and he's, again, cheap. He's under $7 million, a good bench play. Um, and for that reason, I've got another guy who I'm. he's trending up a little bit, Stats aren't really there to back him because he's got a two, a three, and then he got a nine with his goal. Uh, but that's Ivanov in Chicago. Again, picking on Kansas City, but you're going in 6.6. He's got he's got green budget all the way through. Um, like this is a guy that could go off, but he's a bench play, but he's cheap. Uh, probably a solid differential for a lot of people, but I just it's a home game. Chicago seems to be putting it together a little bit. Shakiri's. The more they play with Shakiri, the better they're going to get as a team. The more they get just working as a unit. Um, and Kansas City's kind of in shambles, so I'm willing to bet against that a little bit. I, it pains me to say it, but you go with what you know, and I know Kansas City's struggling to keep teams out, and he should get a lot of touches in the box. He should get a lot of just – he should be able to – they should be able to focus on him a little bit. And I'll run with it at 6.6. So that's what I'm looking at, but I may scrub one of these guys as well. I'm playing with some weird stuff here, but I'm definitely going cheap with uh, Emeria being a 7 million as my most expensive forward this week. All right. Let's wrap everything up with captain pick starting with you, Blaine. Uh, at this point, I've got it on Zella just because he's the only guy that I have to put it on. Um, I really don't know where to go this week with my strategy. I'm spreading my money out. So there's not really a, big boom or bust type of player. Um, I think Zell has got the best bonus points and potential to score. And I don't think this is a matchup that he won't have it in, but then I look at their first half last week and they got completely shut out. Um, maybe go with one of your home guys like Jimenez for a decent floor that I'm looking at. But right now I'm just, Zell is my best player on the, in the midfield. So it's probably there unless I get really crazy and go over to Areola with Dallas against Portland just because I think there's bonus points there too, but it's, I'm not a good one to ask this week. That's, that's a cop out, Brian. <laughs> I'm unfortunately in a very similar situation. Um, I, I, there's only a few players that I will ever pick as a captain. Um, and they've got to have a solid floor and a high upside essentially. Um, so Given that Reynoso has dropped off since early last year as a really solid option, like that would have been my number one pick, but now I'm not so certain anymore. Uh, same thing with Vela. Like, what the heck, man? You didn't have any shots last game. So like, I'm not taking him <laughs> as my captain. <laughs> I didn't even list him in my options for forwards. I have it on heel right now. Maybe Zella later. Both heel and Zella are away, which is not great. Um, but 
Rebels have a fantastic defense. Um, and so I am not keen as much on the offensive output of Zela. He's been getting a lot more BPs lately, so that's good. But probably I'll leave it on Hill heal, and just stick with it and play it safe. Probably what I'll do. Ashley. Yeah, I'm kind of of the mindset of if it's not broke, don't try to fix it with Zella. Um, I don't love his matchup, which is, I think, what Ryan was kind of insinuating. He's on the road. He's playing a decent team. But the dude's just producing points. I mean, he produced points on the road, you know, their previous road game. Yes, San Jose is a weaker team um, than Red Bull are. But we watched Red Bull be susceptible defensively in a way this week that we hadn't seen in the first three weeks. Um, I'm not like, your captain has to be Zella by any means. But I don't look at my lineup and feel like, that's the best matchup or that's the best, you know, mismatch. There's not as many mismatches for me this week that I'm willing to bet on. So as much as I hate doing it, I, I think my fallback will just be Zella for the consistency of double digit point production that he's had in the first four weeks. Yeah, no, I agree. This one's crazy, especially so early in the week, you're going to want to wait till you see CCL because I think there's a very good argument for Heal being your captain, even on the road, uh, depending on the lineup that that New England rolls out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one's going to be a really weird one. Uh, this I don't. It's either going to be that captains will be super chalk this week, or it's going to be a crazy differential captain with everyone just like throwing out to the wind, being <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe Chicharito or Shakiri this week. I don't know. People are going to go crazy this week, potentially with captains too, because Here, it is, it's a weird one. Here's a poll for the, uh, for the chat. Who's going to be, is, is Zella going to be more highly owned this week as a captain <laughs> Or the previous week, because mm-hmm. the previous mm-hmm. week, it was just like 90% of people had Zella yeah. as, a, as a captain. Well, can I throw my stat out there, Reed, that I sent in our, in our yes. post chat? I yes. Going into, and I, I the only change to it was St. Clair, and he didn't qualify. So going into the last day and after the last day, only three per- players, and one was at 2%, only 3% of players on the team of the week were owned by a percentage higher than one. So everyone, everyone owned on the team of the week was less than 1%, except for Glesnes, who's 2%. So to me, that's basically 1%. Etienne and Zella, everyone else on team of the week was owned by less than a percentage of people. So that just kind of shows you how crazy this past week of, of yeah, fantasy was. It, was. it was bananas. So yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see. I'm going to reference chat here because I've seen it pop up a couple of times. Uh, Kolmanich is captain. And this is the Gressel syndrome. You've got a clean sheet shout. If you listen to Ashley, that Seattle's not scoring against them. Maybe yeah, but I don't want to hear it if they. <laughs> he's on, he's on um, just he's got that Gressel syndrome going, and you look what Gressel did to us that first week. Yeah, Reed. What do yeah. we always say? Don't captain. Oh, don't captain defender. I was like, we say a lot of stuff. Ashley. We say a lot of yeah. stuff always. Yes. No. Don't captain <laughs> so, defender. For course, of course. Yeah. Now I don't think you're. You're crazy if you're looking at that Austin game for your captain. Um, Driussi has been playing really well. He had one bad week, yes, but it is Seattle with CCL and a late game in the week with the Thursday game. Uh, Expect heavy rotation. Yeah, Um, if you're not sure if Driussi's going to hit or not, um, you can always look back at Fagundes, whose average is really solid. He's not going to blow your captain's score out 
But if you're playing for just points, uh, steady four or five bonus points that you can double up on with his minutes, that's that's not a bad score to take and just take the safe points on that one rather than possibly Captain Azella, who somebody booked it in chat saying he's going to get max four points in New York, which is highly possible. I mean, I'm, I've seen Zella do that before. We have all seen it happen. So you can take your – you may just look at a bonus point guy on a good home game, and Fagundes or Driussi is probably good, but I, I think if I was going for that game, I'd look more towards Fagundes just for the security. All right, well, we'll see what happens at the end. There's still a lot of this week left. A lot of articles will be coming out. Let's wrap everything else up tonight with our plugs. Ryan. All right, so I've got I've got the new I got a Patreon account now, so you can just go to Patreon.com/lineupiq. Um, got a few different tiers out there for people um, that uh, you can come in at whatever whatever tier you like, but. Uh, Honestly, guys, it's been so really so encouraging to 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 have the support from from those patrons. Um, Reed, I know you're one. Um, I am. Uh, you got to see my stats early today. I did. I did. <laughs> or last night. Uh, you probably were asleep. Um, I was. But uh, yeah, I got a few different um, few different levels with a few different things. Um, the the video access regulars, the the VAR tier. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, they can even get, um, I'm planning on doing some, some Saturday hangouts. Uh, we just do a video chat and we'll kind of watch a, watch a game and talk stats and stuff like that. So, um, uh, but yeah, any, any amount is really helpful. I've been really encouraged by, by the support and, uh, helping keep me, keep me doing this stuff and, uh, fighting the good fight, I guess you could say. <laughs> takes, takes a lot of work to, to try to put out this stuff every week. So I really appreciate anything I can get, uh, um, um, continue to, to build out some more, um, new features, which are coming this year. Um, I've already put out a couple new features this year already. So, um, I'm yeah, looking forward to it, uh, the rest of the year and hopefully you'll join me over there and then Twitter account, of course, lineup IQ. So. All right, Ashley. Uh, yeah, this week I'd like to plug, uh, our more who plays for Charlotte FC and saved my entire fantasy week with their first goal. And I might not even be pronouncing his name right. I'd never heard of him until that goal. Uh, but I was ecstatic about it, like a true Charlotte FC fan that I'm not. So he's my plug this week. Blaine. Yeah, just shout out my wonderful wife this week. I kind of didn't play too much over the weekend. It was our sixth anniversary. And I tweeted about it. If you missed it, there was a little tweet out there. But there's also another little announcement. My wife's putting up with me doing all this. So I've got to give her big thanks because she's actually pregnant. We're going to be having baby number two in June. And I know I haven't told Jack yet. Baby Zardas. Baby Zardas. I tried so hard to get it. It didn't work. If it comes to sporting, Sarah, come on. You have to do it then. Yeah, no, Lily already knows the name and she doesn't want to change it. So it's, okay. I don't think it's going to happen. Middle names are an option. I'm just saying. Yeah. Everybody's got one. So, so that's there, but uh, shout, huge shout out to my wife who lets me do this. And I get to spend a few hours away from every other responsibility and just come back here and have <laughs> some fun with you guys. Um, she is really special. And we just, I, I tried to take most of a weekend off to be with her instead of playing fantasy too much. 
hence my missing a lineup and not getting a guy who's not playing out and all that, but whatever. It's a small sacrifice to make for her. Wives are the best, you guys. No, I'll, I'll do the same. We we had our fourth anniversary celebration this past weekend. It was the 10th, but we did it on last night. So uh, we had dinner and everything. So it was it was a good time with the little man, taking him out there to, to be cute for everybody. Uh, so yes, also thank you so much for my wife. You may have heard Baby Rear in the background at one point tonight. But as far as fantasy related, you can check out everything that I have over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. We have, of course, this podcast. We have ELO rankings. We have uh, Tyler's differential picks which has been fun for him to to share some of those this week and of course the discord player poll all that goes up every week check out the mls fantasy boss discord as i plugged earlier just head over to mlsfantasyboss.com slash discord or just click the join discord link in the top bar at the top it's super easy a fantastic community i will just go out on the limb and say the best fantasy community online that you're going to find it's it's a great place for some of the top players in the game hang out like ryan right here Amen. Oh, sorry. I just said amen to my own name. <laughs> I was trying See? to get it in there, and then you entered my... Oh, there we go. There we go. It was fun. Great stuff. I love that. Uh, and of course, <laughs> I too have a Patreon, MLS Fantasy Insider, uh, patreon.com slash MLSFI, where we do have... Uh, that's where the feeder came in for the Pro Rail League this year. We had, as I mentioned earlier, the voting for the magnet that we're going to have coming out. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see in the background, Blaine has a cool soccer ball that's available to our top patrons. So, uh, so humbled by everything that you all do to help keep this podcast and all of our projects going with the various fees that we have. So thank you so much, everybody, for continuing to be to be a participant in everything that we do and joining us. It's, it's such a pleasure. And as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.